if anyone's listening out there right now and you're struggling, there is help available. Yes. And it, there may be some obstacles in the way of getting matching you to exactly who you need to speak to. But right. in the end, it is worth it. And I'm living proof of that. Like I've gone through several different therapists until I found one that really resonated with me and it changed my life. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your Badass Journey podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. I have such a special guest for you today. This is someone that I am personally inspired by, but most of all, it's on a topic. Today's conversation is on a topic that I know we are not the only ones struggling with or have struggled with, and there is a strong need for more assistance in this field. And it's the field of mental health and wellness. And I decided to bring on Julia Broglie because she created the Broglie Box company and non-for-profit. After experiencing her own mental health challenges as a young adult and losing her older brother, Justin, to suicide when he was just 24. Justin's passing inspired her to imagine a new way of delivering support and connection to those struggling with mental health challenges in today's hectic, fast-paced, and often impersonal world. Now, I know some of you can relate to feeling the strains most of us have been under, especially in this past year with the pandemic and job loss, as well as shift in work-life integration and all the stress factors that show up, you know, so do potential mental strain. And what I love about the Broglie box is that it's an amazing way to gift somebody support and get involved in assisting someone with their mindset, with their mental health, um, or even just gift yourself one of these boxes to start the journey of self-care when it comes to your mental health. So Broglie Box is an amazing um, product line. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how she started her company. She's going to share her journey about how she decided to launch it. And as a young entrepreneur, she also... I gave her some time, asked her a question where I could support her right now. And it was really cool to hear her question and give her some tools on how to, as you're scaling your business, figure out how and when to hire for what, because that was her question. So uh, I'm not going to get too deep into uh, more of the intro here. I want to jump right into the conversation. As you have questions and or want information to connect with Julia, you can find her at the Broglie box. That's B-R-O-G-L-I-E box on Instagram and thebrogliebox.com if you want to go and check out these amazing mental health support boxes and um, gift them to someone. 
We also talk about by the end of the conversation, I decided to do a match of $25 for each of you who either go and purchase the box and or choose to donate to Brogley Box because Julia has this amazing mission where she is doing her best to get these boxes to all the amazing caretakers on the front line associated with different hospitals out there. And you know they need our support. There are still families that have been and parents that have been separated from their kids during this time caring for us and our health while they themselves need all the support they can need. So go ahead and when you purchase your Brogley box and or donate, make sure you capture a picture of that receipt, post it on Instagram, tag me at Kareen Z. Walsh and the Brogley box so that Julia and I know that you've done that donation or purchase and I will match $25 in donation for each one of you that goes ahead and does that. Because I really want to impact this part of, of the way we all need support right now. And I totally believe in Julia's mission. And it also comes from a place of truly knowing what it means to come out of and find the tips, tools, and support to manage through any of these mental health challenges we're living with. Julia is such an amazing resource to lean into and support her business in order to have that ripple effect and effect and impact other people's lives. So let's jump into today's conversation. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Welcome everybody to today's conversation on your Badass Journey podcast. Today, I have Julia Brogley. Welcome, Julia. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's so great to have you on today's show because this is a topic that I've been finding even like my own struggle with navigating a process around as well as um, seeing as a coach, right? Like like I stand and hold space for a lot of people Mm -hmm. that um, when it comes to mental health and wellness, how important it is to figure out your support structure around it and get the help you need. And so I'm very excited to jump into today's conversation with you and share with my listeners Not only that you're an amazing startup founder, but the fact that it is focused on mental health and support and the way you've gone about doing it is just so innovative um, and so giving that let's just jump into your journey of how you decided to start this company and how it's been going for you since. So let's start with first how you got started. Okay. Yeah. I love that you... First of all, I love that you brought that up because I think... It's so important for people that especially support others and hold space for others to be thinking about it for themselves as well. Because we give so much to other people. We oftentimes need to take a minute, press pause, unplug, and tune into our own mental health. So I love that you're thinking about that. That makes me feel good. Um, But yeah, so how I got started. So I have struggled with my own mental health challenges my entire life. Um, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, depression, OCD, always had like a perfectionist mentality. Um, and so I've been struggling for a long time and been always looking for solutions for myself. But the catalyst for why I really got into this and became a true mental health advocate was when I lost my brother Justin to suicide. Um, so that was six, about six years ago. And that experience obviously just completely rocked my world. It made me realize that 
there are so many people, other people out there struggling and I wanted to find a way to help people. And what I did was I was working at another job and my family and I were very open about the fact that he died by suicide. And we started speaking about, you know, just to friends and family, having those real conversations, like, how are you really doing? And all of a sudden, everyone started telling us how they have had struggles in the past or they knew someone who was struggling. And then oftentimes I would get asked, like, do you have resources? Do you have a website or do you have a product that could help with X, Y, and Z? And so I just basically created a spreadsheet so that I had it on hand and could, could like had something prepared when people would ask me. And then soon I was like, how do I get this out into the world to people that don't know about me um, personally? And that's how Broglie Box got started. Um, you know, we we really thought that having a care package of products that are both helpful but also heartfelt, and just to make the conversation really approachable while also being effective. Yeah, I think it, it there is such a ripple effect of trauma that occurs when you just have a loss in your life that is unexpected. And then when it's it's a loss based on a choice um, of that individual, how that also creates a how do you digest it and how do you work through it and also face if you've had your own thoughts of suicide, it, you know, to navigate it, to figure out there it there are tools, methods, and tips and practitioners and programs and things to um, assist yourself with. But if your mindset isn't right. What I love about the Broglie box is that it's there's this like approachable way of saying, "Hey, did you know <laughs> that these things are out there to maybe help you unleash a little bit about of your turmoil inside and start to navigate who to go to and how to get the assistance you need?" And um, receiving a box myself uh, and going through that process of um, checking out every single product in there. It's really interesting to me. And then also having others in my life who have attempted and survived suicide. There's a navigation process that comes with that that is very daunting. Yeah. Uh, so for yourself though, as the sister of, of a brother that took his own life, how has your own mental health been? And what is the process you've been going through to make sure that you are managing through what you were diagnosed with, but also making sure that you're staying in your best health. Yeah, that's... I mean, it took me... So grief is a its a weird thing and it's different yeah. for every single person and for every single... Even like how I grieve the loss of my brother was so different from the loss of my grandparent or my uncle or even a friend. Um, and so there's not like one way to grieve or one way to process that. And then... Just, I mean, I, yeah, I had these mental health challenges my entire life and actually felt like I was getting to a really good place when my brother died. And that really set me back. I was diagnosed then with PTSD from that experience. And then also something that you mentioned earlier about it being a choice. For so long, I, you know, I was really angry with my brother and I thought that it was something that he chose to do. And since starting the company and educating myself and learning more about, Mental health and mental illness. Um, you know, I found it's 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 not actually a choice at all, and it's a disease of the brain. And there, it's telling it was telling him that the world would be better off without him, and that he was a burden. And you know, he had this deep sadness that he 
just could not get over. And so it was really important for me to continue work with my therapist. I was seeing, luckily seeing a therapist before he died. And I, like I said, I was so lucky because I had such a great relationship and my therapist knew me so well that when he died, you know, I already had someone that I trusted, that I could open up to and that knew me in, in and out. And so it could really help me through that grieving process. But you know, it took, I mean, it took a long time for me to even feel okay. And it's not, it's not like it's just once you get over it, you're over it, right? Like there are some days and it could be a holiday or it could just be a random Monday and it hits me out of nowhere that I'm never gonna see him again. And um, you know, that's really that can be really hard. But luckily I've developed these um practices and kind of ha- have these coping skills in place now that can help me through those really dark times. Yeah, I, I think that's great. That um, And thank you for correcting me um, in regards to it being a mental illness and disease that was out of his control. So he didn't want to infer anything based on oh, his choice. No. But, yeah, but it's it it a common thing that people... And I yeah. thought that too. Yeah, I thought that too. And it had it made me very angry. So it's just it's it's so interesting to when you learn about this stuff and really understand I'm more it. aware, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Because it, otherwise, we are we we as as humans generally we judge from a place of what we know ourselves, exactly. right? Like about our own exposure, about our own experience. So the more exposed we are, the more we can learn, the more we can understand. Then the less judgment occurs, and the more empathy and understanding happens, right? So it totally makes sense. Like this, this whole field of, um, for me, like even in my own journey, I've had the, I've had depression bouts, and I definitely sought out the help. There was a huge part of my world that was full of self-loathing and um, wanting to just hide under the covers and not face the world. Uh, I. Somehow, and I it probably for me, it was probably more spiritual and like faith based that kept me stepping forward through the pain. I, I used to, I was, I've said it several times on the show, but it's like I'm very functional in my dysfunction because mm-hmm. I was taught to be. I was taught that like you, you push through the pain. And fortunately, also, I went and got the help I needed when I felt like I was almost going to either break down completely or explode. And yeah. and the navigation of that process, though, can feel so challenging because it is not... I feel like there's a almost like a, a cloud around the type of help to seek out based on whatever the I'll call them symptoms or or reactions to things are happening. And I'm curious if you have or have seen now with all the studying you've done and all the research and now the assistance of, you know, not only putting these boxes together but leading your own journey, or is there like a, a steps that you would take if it's someone who's new that's kind of like struggling in the I don't really feel right, I don't really know how to fix it. Who do I even go look for? How do I even go and approach that. So what would you tell someone who's new to understanding that there's actual mental health care and wellness out there? How would you recommend they go and navigate that yeah, process? Well, first of all, I think having that self-awareness is huge. The fact that, as you mentioned, you kind of push through 
push through your pain and maybe on the outside from your friends and family perspective, it looked like you were fine. And so the fact that you had the self-awareness to know like something's not right and it's okay for me to go seek help for this. I think that's like the biggest hurdle that people that people have when it comes to mental health is, you know, me personally, when I was struggling at my <laughs> I was struggling so badly and I was embarrassed. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I was weak. I thought I was lazy. I didn't understand why I was tired all the time. Um, I just thought it was something I had to just get over. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that it in fact is something more than that. It is not that at all. And your mind is actually telling you those things and just kind of looking at it as almost like a medical condition is yeah. really helpful because then you know, you realize that there are actual professionals that can help. If your arm was broken, you wouldn't just be like, well, it's because my arm is so weak. And so I, like, you wouldn't get down about yourself about going to seek help. So I think if you can get over that, that initial hurdle, the next step is finding someone who you click with, right? So unfortunately, there's a limited number of mental health professionals, therapists out there. And oftentimes when you go and you, you find someone they may or may not have a wait list. Um, and so that process to find someone can be daunting. I would say like if you can if you can find an advocate or a friend who will help you through that by maybe helping you research what therapists are, you know, will willing to take your insurance, for example, in your area, don't have a wait list. And, you know, there's all these hurdles, it seems there's so many hurdles. Yes. Frustrating to navigate sometimes. Yeah. So I would say, um, especially in these times, if you're looking to take that next step and you're unsure of how to process that or how, how to go to the next step, many therapists are virtual anyway right now. And there are tons of, like, two examples Talkspace and BetterHelp are two companies that actually will, will match you to a, an online therapist that's licensed in your state. And they will actually, you can either, there's there's different plans. So you can either message with a therapist or you can do a video conference or a phone call. Um, and I feel like that's a really good first step for people, especially g- given the current climate where we can't necessarily go in person to a therapist right now because of the pandemic happening. So that's a really good first step. So the, it's talkspace.com? Yep. And... and, bet- and- Better help is the other organization. Better help. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, because um, you know, most people just go Google like I need help or or might say therapist, and then you get this list of people that might be local to you, but then you have no idea what their specialty is, or you're yeah. digging, and that in itself creates its own stress. You know, exactly. and so I love that you're recommending. So I just want to make sure listeners are capturing the recommendation. Number one. What I heard was have someone help you. So if there's someone close to you that could be your advocate or do the research for you or help you connect with what your insurance might take or if they have recommendations themselves of people they've seen and gotten the help for to just start the process. Uh, and then the second is there are services out there like Talkspace and or Better Help where you can go and research who is local to you or, or who's virtual. Um, accessible, which I love right now. I absolutely love that is mental health and wellness has become more accessible now, finally, than... um, And it's almost like forcing practitioners to get online because like the best ones 
don't even need to have an online presence because there's consistent referral base (laughs) for them. And now they're more accessible because they can now do telecare and assist you from a distance. So I'm, I'm going to definitely... Um, we'll put those two links in our show notes, the Talkspace and BetterHelp, because I think that's a, that's a game changer for them to assist you in matching. Because that was a nightmare I just went through, like trying to help someone navigate getting them their care. I was their advocate and doing the research and all of it. And I kept hitting walls. I hit wall after wall after wall, whether it was like insurance or no time available or... Um, they're not taking on new patients. Uh, it, it was just yeah. constant. And you're like, here's this person who needs and wants the assistance and wasn't receiving it um, in the time frame that me and my aggressive mind, because I'm very aggressive <laughs> when someone needs help. I'm like, what kind of help do you need? <laughs> I want to count on it. I'm like, it shouldn't take me four weeks yeah. to find you know, uh, the right care, the right the right avenue of care. Um, so this is awesome. I had no idea. About I also sites. just want to mention, um, if someone is in having a mental health crisis, a really good phone number to like memorize is it's crisis text line. And you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. And you can talk to a crisis counselor immediately, 24-7. There's always someone available. Um, and you can just text in and know that someone's going to be on the other line and they can just talk to you, talk you through some of the things that you're experiencing. So yeah, my, my point is that like if you're, if anyone's listening out there right now and you're struggling, there is help available. Yes. And it, there may be some obstacles in the way of getting, matching you to exactly who you need to speak to. But right. in the end, it is worth it. And I'm living proof of that. Like I've gone through several different therapists until I found one that really resonated with me and it changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. And also that don't get discouraged if maybe the first person you meet with might not feel like the perfect fit, but they got you through that first attempt, right? Of, exactly. of trying to get the help and know that it's, it, you can then continue to navigate and find the next person to see when it does click. Because I totally agree with you. I also feel like we outgrow certain um, types of therapy based on our own self you know growth and mm-hmm. the the results we're getting from the help that certain therapists are hyper focused in a specific type of therapy or method that maybe it feels it can become stale after you've mastered it and so then there's what else like what other types of therapies out there it's can so you true pursue, right like there's yeah like there's, you might go to one therapist for a specific issue And then you work through that and another issue comes up and it may or may not be their specialty. And so, you know, just have, yeah, again, like having that self-awareness, knowing, listening to yourself, if, if it's not working and you feel like it might not be working anymore, like listen to that. You're getting that feeling for a reason. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's similar, um, even with any type of growth management you're trying to have in your life and or business. You're going to have stages of support you're going to need. And then you're going to want to upgrade into whatever that next level is of your development, you know? And, and it's the same in my coaching practice, right? Like a, as a business coach, um, I can take companies to a certain space and then they need to maintain that for a while. And then they tap my shoulder, like, what is the next level? Or if I'm not the right one for that level, then I would direct them to the appropriate coach or, or advisor for that. Um, so it's, it is, I guess, 
I want to just get it across to listeners, especially if you're in that beginning stage of navigating the help that you need, is to know that it's almost like to, if you can, have grace with the process. Yeah. Because when we when we are too stringent or feel like the fix must be immediate, know that when you have any sort of chemical imbalance or just um, a thought process that you're hyper-focused on cycle after cycle after cycle, it takes time and the right team. Um, and it could be a team. I like teams. <laughs> too. And like, like, I, I have a team of people that help me stand up every day. Um, <laughs> but... It is just to have grace with the process because as much as we would love to flip a switch and think that everything could be okay tomorrow, it, you know, both Julia and I are living proof that it takes every day. Like every day is a step forward and there are going to be days we're going to be knocked back and we want to lean into a skill set, a, a, a toolkit, um, mm-hmm. method and, and of, of making the cycle shorter. That's what I always love to say to people is that I know depression is still in me. I know that I can be in depressive states like because that was something I struggled with for a long time, even though I was highly functional. I just know now that I can make the cycle shorter because I have the toolkit to get me through those bouts. And and I also want to say that it is okay to feel depressed, especially now with the high anxiety we're all living with, pandemic, job change situation. We're all having to be at home, feel isolated, boxed in. It's going to create a lot of new anxieties and feeling of unease because it's not what we were used to before. It was forced upon us. And when anything's forced upon us, we are not graceful enough with ourselves to allow ourselves to feel what we truly feel in that. And so it's okay to have the feelings you're having we just want to make sure you're getting the support you need. And I love that that's what your business is all about because yeah. it's so needed. It's so needed. Like, And I'm just curious for you now as a leader of your startup, right? And you've, you're in the Bay Area, right? Where are you? We're in LA. LA, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Other part of California. <laughs> mess up with the North Bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is awesome because LA area is like, I would say the most advanced when it comes to integrative health. There is so much happening. I love all my LA yeah. clients. They're, they're like, and it's all in the health space. If I think about my LA client base right now, which is really cool. When you decided to make this an actual business, tell us a little bit about that journey to, to like really putting a, a stake in the ground and saying, I'm going to own a business and focus on mental health. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So it started out as just like a side hustle. Um, and it actually started as a subscription box. Mm. So we started as a quarterly subscription box where every three months, a new box would show up to someone's doorstep and have completely different product in it. Um, and we have our own magazine in the box as well that we have contributors from mental health experts Um, writing articles and guides and visual tools for our magazine. So that's kind of how it started. And it was about six months into the company where I realized two things. One, my mental health was taking a toll because I was working like crazy, like all these hours. And and then two, if if I really wanted to grow the company, I needed to choose. I needed to choose between 
traditional conservative, like me working for another company, not really, not really. I liked my job, but it wasn't my deepest passion. Or do I follow my heart, go riskier than I've ever gone before as a very uh, conservative, risk adverse person? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and dive right in. Yeah. yeah. And, and really go after something that I really believe in. And what helped me with that was the response that I got from our community, uh, the emails, the messages on Instagram saying that this box changed their life in some way. It empowered them in their health. It, it opened up dialogue between you know a mother and a daughter, for example, or two friends where that conversation couldn't happen before. Um, many of and so it started as a subscription. I decided to go full time six months into it, and then like actually recently in May we actually pivoted the company because we realized that many of our boxes were being sent as gifts, and so many times, like time and time again, people would ask us for very specific boxes. So someone would say, "I want to send a box, but I, is it grief resources?" So another person would say, I want to send a box, but that my the person that's going to be receiving it is a student. And so do you have something specific for students? And so we realized that like we need to listen to our community. And that's what I've been doing from the very beginning. Instead of having this very general mental wellness box, which definitely went over well. And people, some people were sad that we we stopped that aspect of the company, but we just heard over and over again these themes that kept coming up. And so that's when we decided to to really go with this the niche specific themed boxes. Um, and so we have six on our website right now and we're going to continue to release new ones um, moving forward. So the ones we have, we have ones for anxiety, we have the grief relief box, we have a student success box, we have we do have the wellness warrior box, which I think is the one that you got, which is kind of like the most general. Yeah. Um, we have one called Stress Less and that's really great for entrepreneurs, um, people experiencing burnout, Anyone that's just stressed in their in their work life, um, that box is kind of a mix between mental health and and like prioritization and, and productivity. Yeah. And so, and then we have these new boxes coming out. Like we have one coming out and soon for postpartum and one for sleep. So oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you turned it into a true um, e-commerce company with mm-hmm. based boxes that. People can purchase one time and and or all seven categories, eight <laughs> categories as it grows, depending on the stages of life the person might be going through. I love that it has a gifting aspect to it. So yeah. some people might not want to admit to themselves yet that you need the help, but a close friend or family member is listening and hearing the struggle and feeling like, I want to do something, right. but I don't know how to do something. Let me just send them this box. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a very heartfelt gift. I it mean, is, and it's not just products because of our magazines. We have magazines specific to each box now. Where, um, for example, if, if the grief relief box, all the articles inside the grief mag- piece of my magazine are from grief counselors and therapists, and they're very specific to whatever issue that person is going through. And I think that's something that's very different, differential from or differentiating from other companies. No one else has very like specific mental wellness tools. Um, yeah, they're generalists. Yeah. yeah, and maybe and then we do can. we do the personalized notes too, which is really special. And I wrote one the other day, and it was 
um, for, it was a grief box. And the person said, I received this as a gift and I thought you should have one too. And so it was like, wow, I'm seeing this actual Pay chain forward. effect. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really beautiful. Oh, it is. And, and, and it, there's so much great, not only content, but the actual brands and the products that you've brought together into these boxes. I mean, it is really creating an awareness of um, all that's out there. You know, to get yeah. that support. Like, I think in my box, I I got workout bands. You know, to just help me with like stretching and you know to get physical. I got a water reminder light, like to 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 stay hydrated and and make sure I'm like taking care of myself that way. Um, I love the. I was it a is it CBT cards? Yeah, yeah card card deck. therapy card deck. Yeah. Yes. So that was really cool to see how you can create and again because that's a really great toolkit to be like I'm just going to pull a card and and make sure that I'm good in this area or practicing something that makes me more aware of where my mental state is, um, yeah. which is really great. How did you decide, you know, which vendors to select or you know I know you had done this research before and you had this like Excel spreadsheet <laughs> that turned into this business. But what makes you um, decide which vendors you would work with or or incorporate into your boxes? We rely pretty heavily on our network of therapists and mm-hmm. mental health experts. Um, so we are listening constantly to what has been useful for them in in therapy and outside of it. So a lot of therapists will recommend products um, sometimes to their clients who... So you can only be with your therapist. You can't be with your therapist every day. Yeah. It's so important to figure out what's happening in between the yeah. in-between time. The so we did a yeah. lot of like research on um, you know, like what what were these mental health experts recommending? And we kind of categorized it into what we call the six pillars of mental wellness. So we have mindfulness, gratitude, fitness, nutrition, um, relaxation, and sleep. And so all the products will somewhat fit into those categories. Love that. So when we were looking at actual products, it was really important that the products were of high quality, they were effective, and that we knew we could have these ongoing relationships with vendors. So eventually, we're looking to create our own products. But for now, we were like, why reinvent the wheel on something that already exists and is amazing and is working? And um, and so we listened to our community again. If someone says, I love, love this product, this has really worked for me. I immediately reach out to the company. I order the product to try it myself. So you know, it's it's a mixture of things that are science based and therapist backed, and a mixture of things that just feel really good and remind you to to have these healthy habits. Like there's no like research with a candle, but if it reminds you to practice your meditation practice, it reminds you to practice a grounding exercise or a breathing technique. When you light the candle, the smell of it calms you down, that means it's, something's working and yeah. it deserves a space in the box. Love that. I mean, because it, it's so... It, and hopefully listeners are capturing this. Like You are connected so well with your ideal clients, the, the people you are looking to serve every single day, and then going to the experts to say, well, what do you have for them or what's worked for them and, and making sure it's aligned with your brand. It is so critical if you're going to scale and build any business in any in yeah. any um, format to do those things. So you have such a win- winning formula, which is so beautiful to see. 
And um, knowing that you also are like testing it yourself. I find that when you're not a user, especially if you're a product-based business, if you're not a user of the products that you're actually putting out into the world, it's much different. It's it's get, becomes much harder to sustain the passion yeah. around scaling it and continuing to do that business. And so, Absolutely. you know, I know and the start keeping, keeping an open mind too. Like, so for the student box, for example, I really wanted to put the hydration reminder in it because I thought it was a really cool product, and students get dehydrated because they're not drinking enough water. Well, it turns out we interviewed all these students. And they were like, I drink water all the time. I don't yeah. need a hydration reminder. Give me an affirmation card deck instead. I would like that better. Yeah. And so just having the flexibility of like, okay, well, this really works for me, but I'm no longer a student. And now I'm going to talk to the students and they're, they're literally telling me what they want. And so yeah, that. having that business, like that's where I have to put my business hat on. And yeah. Not yeah. Like, Hmm, like that's not what I would pick, but that's what they're asking for. So, yeah, but because each product line has an avatar of, of like who you're actually building it for. Exactly. It's so great that you have that awareness um, because it's it's key. And I definitely think, especially now, it's almost like we should we you and I should create a box about like work life integration because it has its own like mental strain. Yeah. <laughs> what it means now. To like bring everything home and also manage your home. You know, that's, that's a lot of people are suffering. And I've, I've shared like my methods of you have to build a code of conduct and you, you know, this is what communication looks like. Here's how you facilitate it, like giving and them setting boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is what it looks like. Even if it's like for young children, I remember sharing that create an identifier of yourself when you're in work mode and when you're in like family mode. Like, is it a hat that's a certain color that you wear? Yeah, <laughs> and it's I like, I'm in work mode. Like, you know, and you train, you have to train, especially if they're younger kids. You got to like train them on identifying the the different roles you play, you know? So there's so many, I I, I can totally see the continuous expansion of your boxes as well as the business because it is we are all in some state of mental strain right now mm-hmm. and without the appropriate practices in place or tools or to make it fun even yeah. you know you have to be heavy all the time that's what mm-hmm. another thing i loved about receiving your box it was like this awesome gift of exploration that didn't judge me you know, for receiving it, right? Because you can feel so judged when someone says to you, you need to get some help, you know, especially with like a judgment like tone, like I just used, as opposed to receiving something that's... Here's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a gift. Like, check this out. Look at all this cool stuff that you can help navigate, you know, the what's next for you to be your best. Whatever that looks like for you is really the essence of what what I felt when I received the box. And I know, obviously, I mean, you have such a, an amazing client base too that they're they're telling you the same. <laughs> what are your goals or vision, or where do you see you know at this stage now that you've done this pivot in May, you're kind of getting the wheels turning around the pivot of being a more um, category based um, box e commerce company. What what are you visioning next? Like, what is your true passion dream that yeah. hope? this business gets to? So with the new categories, it's really offered us a great opportunity to dive deep into each of those. Meaning, you know, a big, a big mark for me is or goal of mine is to 
get into the university setting. So we're in conversations with several large universities about buying bulk quantities of boxes for either incoming freshmen or just boxes to have on hand at their mental health center. Um, And this was important to me because um, when I was in my deepest depression, I was in college and I finally got the courage to go to the mental health center and I was put on a three-month wait list Mm. and sent home with not even a single resource. And so I, you know, just, it was really important for me to get to help these universities because they're overwhelmed, truly overwhelmed with the number of students who are really struggling. And then also the younger generations, the generation in college right now are not afraid to ask for help, which is amazing. Um, There's, there's, it's definitely not as stigmatized as it once was. That being said, those universities are desperate for help and, and support and they can only you know, they can only do so so much with their right. staff that they have on hand. And that's why like so many of them are excited about these boxes because they can send a student home and say, you know, like, here are some things that you can do right now while you're on our waiting list. And, and here's a company that will help you and support you through that. Um, so that's a big goal is to really get into the university setting. And then since we've launched in, with a new branding, a new, new um, business model in May... We've had so many corporate clients. <laughs> like I've been blown away by the number of companies looking to support their their employees with mental wellness products. Yeah, huge. Um, and so we've had so many requests for like hundreds of boxes to be sent to employees. So that's another big goal of ours in, in terms of growing that corporate client base. So we kind of have like three different pillars. The channels, yeah. The, the university and then the corporate, corporate accounts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You also have, I think last time we spoke to, you have the donation side of things yes. like your non for profit you want to associate as well. And you've been helping, is it nurses of, of hospitals? Yeah, yes. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that because I think that the, the alignment of the give back model is just so key. Because yeah. you know, there's so many people in need that that don't even have the time to you know go out and look for these type of resources. Right. It was so important to me to give to give back in some way. Um, and I know that there are so many people out there who are struggling that either don't have the means to buy a box or they don't have they they would never hear about it or um, know about it. And so that's why we created the nonprofit arm of the company, Rogue Box Foundation. And so our current initiative, which you know about, um, is actually donating boxes to frontline healthcare workers. Um, So we're starting here in LA. We have two hospitals that are actually dropping the boxes off this week. So I'll definitely send you some pictures. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And thank you so much for your donation. That was so generous of you. And I'm just really excited because like, like we said at the beginning of this, of this call, people who are constantly taking care of others oftentimes don't take care of themselves. Yeah. And so we just want to remind them that you know someone out there cares about them. And here are some some products that will hopefully make you feel better and just and just remind you that you know you deserve to be taken care of as well. It's so, so true. Yeah, I love that. And if anyone wants to assist and donate, I did add it to my KareenWalsh.com resources page. Scroll down a little bit. You can Go ahead and donate a box. You can just donate an amount to assist Julia in reaching out to more of our frontline workers because they they need it. And it is such an awesome way to give someone care. 
you know, it, it, which is really, really cool. I love that. I love that part of your model because you're reaching out to people who otherwise wouldn't know. But I also know the ripple effect of when they do receive it. Because if you think about our frontline workers right now and all the grief that they are dealing with, with how many people have died under their care as much as they're trying to assist, it is a lot to then go home and try to manage their family life or even just themselves and, and take that break. I have a lot of doctor and nurse friends that I, I try to do my best to check on, but it is a lot. It's a lot happening and, and um, getting that care is so key. Yeah. So. And many of them are still quarantined away from their family. Yeah. I wrote a note to someone who was sending um, their family member who's a nurse and she's completely quarantined. And she emailed me and was like, my family sent me this box and it literally made my day because I've been away from them for weeks. And that sacrifice that that she's making um, to be away from her family and deal and kind of take on all that stress and trauma that she sees every single day. I mean... It's just so important to give back to people like that. So yeah, that's supporting so, that so amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Also, when you take these boxes in, you yes. know how they're received. I can't wait to see those photos. That's awesome. Well, is there anything going on with you, Julia, or anything that I can support you on right now um, in any area of your life or business that you'd like to talk through? Let me think about this. Well, you gave me really good advice about the nonprofit and kind of incorporating that even more because for a long time it was it was just like something that I was doing on the side but one thing that I'm kind of ma- managing or dealing with right now is and we talked about it a little bit before but kind of figuring out like where to outsource or you know like as an entrepreneur you're you're you wear so many different hats and yeah. a lot of times it's like well you have to because of limited money sure. <laughs> yeah you can't right. outsource everything. And so I think what might be helpful for me is just kind of talking through any advice you have on how to make that first decision on... What to like outsource I, first. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So what's awesome about this question is that um, you and every single other entrepreneur out there <laughs> is dealing with that strain of, I don't need to be doing it all, but right now I feel like I have to, right? And so the num- the the exercise I give people, which is something you can do, you know, um, sometime this week, is to take inventory on all the things you're spending your time on, and then score them on what fills you up the most. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to when you're kind of in this quasi solopreneur beginning of a startup, you have a team that maybe you've contracted some people to assist with. You have a partner that's helping you in one specific area, but you're the one, you're the umbrella across it all. We forget to check in with ourselves to say, okay, well, what do I really love doing? And what would it take for me to just do that? <laughs> you know. And so as a coach, I would sit and have you do this exercise where you are running through all the activities of where you spend your time. And then you rate it so that you can say on a score of 1 to 10, 10 being like the most fulfilling. I love doing this. I could do this in my sleep. I would be happy if I did this and didn't even get paid activities would be like a 10. And then the, uh, towards the one are the things that just bring you down. Like for me, it's like accounting and invoicing and like any sort of... any sort of. I love knowing the money in my business. It's the transactional part of it where I'm like, someone else can help me do that. right? I also love to use the example of 
I know how to clean my house, but I'd prefer to outsource it to someone who is maybe like a tenth of my rate to come in and clean my house for me way better than I ever would so that I could get that time back. Because when I hear the, the barriers of time and money in order to hire, it's, it is so critical to do this exercise to see what flows to the top. So then when you get your grouping of these are the, the let's say, 8 out of 10, 8, you know, eight to 10 and out of 10 that you, want, that you love so much. Then you look at the rest of the list and you look at it to say, okay, what are the things that if I delegated right now would free me up? Or would, would give me time to do the 10 out of 10 things more. And then you, when you look at that list, you're actually starting to create a job description because <laughs> you're now seeing that either you have groupings of things. So something like the operational piece of putting the boxes together, for example. You can then ask yourself, could an intern come in and here and do this for me for free because they need work experience? You know, like it's, it doesn't really require the mastery of being an entrepreneur to do that task. But now that you have this list, you can start to assess and say, well, if I group certain parts of these tasks, is that a job description? And then, then you ask the question, can I get it done for free? Free meaning intern, you know, to give them job experience so that they can actually build up their resume or source it. What is the range to source it? You know? um, but now you actually have a picture of what it would look like, where you're headed, what you want to do more of. Um, and then also knowing what needs to get delegated helps you then kind of create your own decision tree on um, what to hire for first. You find that? I love that. that. Yeah, that's helpful because I I find myself getting really um, caught up and almost like spend so much time on like back end things, and yep. like website and social media, which I love engaging on social media. I love like interacting with our community, but the thought like. Of like scheduling posts and like <laughs> yeah, job it's daunting. Yeah, it's daunting. Um, so that's really. Do you have any recommendations on or like resources for finding interns? Like, are there any organizations that you know of for? Finding? Well, so what's great about it is you have a community of clients that might actually have the expertise to come and work with you if they love your brand and your product already. Where I would go first to say, hey, we're hiring. Or we have this internship. Is anyone in this community interested? You know, like that—that's an option. Some people do that so that they're managing um, and creating a deeper connection in their community mm-hmm. and bringing people in that actually love the brand. So yeah. don't don't um, negate that avenue. Um, and then, I mean, I would say you can reach out to me when you're ready to do this because I have a staffing services side to my business. Like, if I can help you find the resources, I'm happy to do that. It's like if you're not used to hiring yet, then I would say as a leader of your business, you might need a people strategy to understand your direction of hiring mm-hmm. so that it saves you on the headache. And we call that people strategy. Um, so it saves you on the headache of the missed hire, meaning you brought in the wrong person. Now they're giving you more stress and strain <laughs> than you needed. You have to fire that person and find their replacement. If that's a consistent cycle you start seeing yourself in, it is because you might not have taken the time yet to figure out what is my people strategy? Mm-hmm. Who, who do I need to look for? And then how do I qualify them before I even get into an interview with them? And there are certain steps to go through in order to do that. More so important than like where you go and post it and where you go and find them is to actually get clear on 
who are you looking for and how would you, you know, how would you say yes to hiring them? What do you need to know? How would they qualify? How do they fit into your culture? You know, um, things like that. So I would say if I had to give you an order of operation to find the right people as you're scaling, it's first assessing yourself. What role do you want to play in your business? What does that role mean? Put your own ideal job description together. Anything else that's not on there that you're doing right now, what are those jobs? How do you then turn those into job descriptions? And then I would map out a people strategy on what are you bringing these people into, right? Because the way we do things as as leaders and founders of our own business doesn't always leave room for the exposure and experience of the person we're looking for if we haven't thought about how they actually would fit into Mm. the ecosystem of our business. So I would do people strategy next, then post job descriptions once you have that together. Or you just call me and I help you with it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That's like such great advice. And um, no, I I will be calling you probably. But but I'll go through everything else before. And that's... I love that because I've heard um, where people will make a list of all the tasks and then assign like a dollar per hour value. And but like some of the dollar high dollar per hour value exercises like don't excite me. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. And it doesn't matter. So here's the cool thing is that you're the founder of your business. Doesn't mean you always have to be the CEO of your business or the COO of your business. You don't even you could just be the owner of it too. Like what are that's why it takes it takes a um if you do that self-evaluation it's not about the high um, dollar amount. It's about the high value you bring to the table because yeah. you will always be the owner of this business unless you choose to sell it. Yeah, you know. But like you're the owner of it now. So we sometimes our ego gets in the way, and also really bad business practices out there <laughs> that people are telling other people. And there's I generally am called in to undo. A lot of the the bad, and so that's why I, I I try to share the best practices when I can. But the best is to really get in tune with yourself and who do you want to be, and lead it from that place so that you can hire for the rest. Yeah. Because so many times we put ourselves in the I think I should be the CEO of this business, but I hate sales and marketing. So like you can't be the CEO. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so true. So yeah. so it's okay to face that and then say, well, oh, okay, I uh, I actually am more operational. I love this side of it. Uh, I I want to be the community builder. Maybe that's all you want, and so you have to hire for the rest. But until you take the ten thousand foot view above your business and then see yourself in it, what's the ideal, most fulfilling role for who you are right now and who you want to become? So that you can then bring the support in around you for the rest. And, and it's definitely a misstep for most. But the sooner you can get that clarity for yourself. And then also know that it, it will change and it will evolve. You know, right. like what you decide right now for the state of your business right now and the growth you want to have is going to go through another growth spurt and another growth spurt and another growth spurt. We have to give ourselves that lean, you know, be lenient on it, um, because some people just struggle with change of title or you know, change of role. I love ending things and starting new things. Like that was one of the toolkits I had to learn because I was I would get stuck in the 
cycle of letting go like that I failed. Like if I let something go that wasn't fulfilling or didn't feel successful enough that I was a failure. And the ego, that's the ego, right? Getting us stuck in that. So you have to navigate for yourself, which is which is the beautiful part of running your own business, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of in control of that. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. Julia, (laughs) thank you for asking that great question because I know other listeners um, need that support as well. And I would love for them to obviously connect with you if they have questions or, you know, grab their Broglie box. Like, how should people find you, connect with you? What's your preference? Yeah. So um, you can definitely check out our website. It's just brogliebox.com. Um, you can reach out on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at the Broglie Box, or my personal Instagram is at jules.b underscore. So J U L S dot B underscore. And, and that's probably the, the best way through Instagram or through our website, sign up for our email list. But yeah, just, just know that if you're struggling right now, or if you know someone that's struggling right now, you know, my goal is really just to let you know that it, it is going to be okay. What you're feeling right now is, is valid, but um, help is available and you're worthy of, of getting that help. So if I can support that in any way, I will always do my best and to help support you and help you find the help that you need. You're helping so many people. And just so folks know, it's Broglie, B-R-O-G-I-L-I-E. So it's B-R-O-G-L-I-E, Bach, um, just so you can find it with ease. And you know what? I want to do something just came to me. So and I believe it's meant to be. Um, so any of you who choose to either gift or, or donate a box, I want to uh, match it with $25 for each one given after listening to this episode. So when you do that, when you do that, I would just snap a shot of the receipt or receiving the box, tag Julia and I in it so I know that it's been done. And then that way I will go and continue my donation process because it it is so vital right now. And I love what you're doing, Julia. And thank you for being a guest on the show and sharing your greatness with and your journey. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the (laughs) donation and the offer to match. That's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) of course. We have to we have to help those in need because we all deserve to feel our best every single day. And so it's my pleasure. My pleasure. But thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.